So my mission is I want to help everyday men and women change their body, health, and lifestyle without spending all their time in the gym. That the vast majority of coaching is not teaching, it's reminding. And so I do think it's like, you just have the same conversation dozens of times. And then eventually, maybe on the fifth, maybe on the 75th conversation, it sticks. And, and I'm, I'm not the hero. They're the hero of their own journey and I'm just the guy. This is a revolution to fight for truth. Fight for the people who trust us with their health and fight for research-backed action. This is a fight to purge baseless trends and customs in healthcare. This is a revolution to change the steps of healthcare from reactive medicine to preemptive medicine. Our vision is to be a catalyst for a system of proactive healthcare versus reactive healthcare. This is Impetus Health. All right, guys, welcome to Impetus Health. My name is Sean Hiller. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, and this is my wife, Ellie Hiller. She is nutritionist at Vulcan Nutrition. And um, we are here with Mr. Nate Johnson. He is the owner of a gym in downtown Birmingham called Still Strength Training. And, uh, and uh, Nate's got an incredible gym. He's got uh, some, uh, an awesome niche that he reaches with the people that he goes for. And he really knows how to train these people and kind of what they're getting into. I don't want to spoil it, what they're getting into. I do want to say that Nate is an expert at bringing in, contacting, um, and training beginner lifters. And we're going to talk about it from that point of view uh, in today's episode. So, uh, Nate, thanks for being on, man. Of course, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. Um, so, Nate, if you wouldn't mind just telling some of us and some people who don't know a little bit about your background and how that kind of played a role into you owning a, a fitness facility, owning a gym, and kind of the approach that you take with people, if you could dive into that a little bit. Yeah, so I guess just starting with, to start how I got into fitness, I mean, growing up, I was always, always played sports, always played recreational sports. Um, I was always, I would say I was pretty athletic. Um, I was definitely somewhat athletic, but I was never like a superstar athlete. And so, uh, you know, played rec sports, wanted to be in the NBA. That was the dream, man. I was going to be the next Me Michael too. Jordan. <laughs> Better than Michael Jordan, no way. That's <laughs> Like the middle school basketball team and so my dreams were cut short very quickly um and so so i yeah i continued to play rex rec sports which i i enjoyed but uh i did do so i was 16 i did a year of track in high school and like everything else i'd done i was i was you know pretty good but i was certainly not i wasn't gonna you know be the best on the team and certainly not winning any any meets so uh, at the end of that season, I was 6'1", I was 138 pounds, and I was like, dude, I'm just sick of being skinny, sick of being weak. And so one thing about my personality, I don't dabble in things. I dive all in on, you know, really one thing, and I obsess over it. So I started lifting at age 16, um, and then really from 16 to age 21, uh, in addition to my own training, I was just studying – hours. I mean, two to three hours a day, uh, just absorbing whatever nutrition training content I could get my hands on. Uh, it was blogs back in the day, you know, yep. <laughs> I did no Instagram. So <laughs> T nation spent a lot of time on T nation, but anyway, it was around that time, age 16, that I decided I wanted to be a physical therapist. So I was like, it's a great job. I, you know, it's, it's got a good, it's a good career. Um, I, didn't want to sit at a desk all day. And I was fascinated by the human body, by movement, by exercise. And so I thought I'm going to be a PT 18 years old. I'm applying for college. I'm torn between Auburn and UAB. My three best friends from high school are going to Auburn. I would have roomed with them. I'm sure I would have enjoyed it. 
but UAB, I had three opportunities there, um, a better scholarship. The honors program at UAB was really unique. Um, so I, I thought that was a cool opportunity. And then the third was an early acceptance or a slot into the early acceptance physical therapy program mm-hmm. at UAB. So they gave it to two incoming seniors or incoming freshmen. I thought there's no way I'm going to get this. But as I was trying to decide between Auburn and UAB, I'm praying like, all right, God, just make it clear to me. If I get one of these, I'm going to go to UAB. And if I don't get any, I'm going to Auburn. And I got all three. He made it very clear, fortunately, because I dumb. So he made it very clear. He continued lifting this whole time. And again, the plan was go to physical therapy school. I did well in undergrad. Uh, I started training at Gold's Gym my sophomore year of college. It was a side gig just part-time job for fun. I was making like 13 bucks an hour, way more than anything else I'd done, like chocolate store uh, worker, which I got my first job. That was it. Um, Dishwasher. uh, You know, I worked for a moving company. So this was like the dream. I'm making 13 bucks an hour. I'm living the high life. I'm training people. I love people. I love fitness, but that's all it was ever going to be was a part-time job. A year in, I meet a guy. He's a really good friend of mine now. Um, He's a good bit older than me friend and mentor today, but it was just a random guy that worked out at Gold's, but he was fascinated by what I was doing. At the time, it was 2013. Functional fitness was really hot and trainers were just doing whatever BS they could pull from the internet, getting people on BOSU balls and doing just dumb stuff. And so he was fascinated by the fact that him himself being a, a Mark Ripito starting strength fan and incredibly strong, um, he, he was fascinated by what I was doing. So he pulled me aside one day and he said, come to my house for some drinks. We're going to talk. I went over there. He's like, you need to start your own business. And so he gave me very, very little instruction, but he gave me enough. And so I found a lease. I found a place to rent uh, and train at. And I just started on these uh, trading groups. I don't think you can do it anymore, but like Vestavia trading. I'm like in there posting like, Hey, I want to train you. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I did that. Got most of my clients in the beginning, but, uh, it was just a part, again, it was just a part-time thing. It was just a fun thing. I was enjoying playing entrepreneur. I'm making even more doing it on my own. I'm still planning on going to physical therapy school. So in 2015, this is a big year. I graduate in May, 2015. I get married in June. I'm starting PT school in January of 16. So six months later in July of 15, the guy whose gym I was at basically comes to me and says, he doesn't say it like this, but he offered, made an offer. He told me I had to be an employee if I was going to stay. And he was going to pay me less, charge my clients more and tell me how to train. And I was like, I got to go. Yeah. So I looked for other gyms to pay rent at. And, you know, I thought it was a pretty good deal. I was paying the guy like $1,300 the month before that I, month before I left. So I'm like, look, I, I can bring this book of business. I can immediately put $1,300 a month in your bank account, but nobody wanted it. Which as a, a gym owner, I understand that now. So I'm like, what do I do? Like I'm starting school in a few months. I was just going to train a few hours here during school and Shelby, my wife, um, my wonderful, supportive wife, she's like, you should start your own gym. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, that's crazy. But anyway, I started looking for spaces. I find the space I'm in now. Uh, we've expanded. It's like double the size it was when I got in. But it looked, it didn't look great, but it wasn't pretty. But it had, you know, it was a space to train. It had a bathroom. It had Wi-Fi. Um, had everything I needed. And awesome. so, landlord, and he's like, you know, we're going to put you on a lease. I need your first month's rent, and I need three months security deposit. And I said... I got to go month to month. I don't know what's going to happen. I said, I'll give you literally all the money in my savings account, which is one month's rent and two months uh, security deposit. Wow. 
I'm a I'm a 22 year old kid, and I can't believe he took me up on it, but he did. And uh, yeah, so I started training there again. Like looking back, when I tell this story more and more, I just think it was obvious that this is what I was going to do. But I still, I'm just you know, la la la, just training, and this is going to be my first time thing. I uh, I get to physical therapy school, and uh, that was a very busy year, but I'm basically, I'm going to school. I mean, you know, you've been through PT school. So I'm going to school. I'm at the gym, uh, two hours before two hours after. And then I study after that. And as the year went on, I could not stop thinking about what if I quit to do this full time, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I was, at first I was like, God, if I'm just, you know, not content, you've made this path, not easy, but it was very straightforward. And I was like, if I'm just being discontent, like change my heart, you wouldn't take it away. And so I started doing the math because I'm a numbers guy. I'm like, all right, I got to have 50 clients and it'll be worth it. And, uh, and so, yeah. And so I, I talked to Shelby cause I'm like, surely, like if she says, no, I'm not going to put her through this. This isn't what she signed up for. And she's like, sure. I trust you. Um, which is amazing. But then I'm like, crap, well now I really have to think about doing this. <laughs> yeah. End of the year. Um, I've, I've got about 12 clients all year and I pray, I say, okay, God, if you give me 10 clients in the next two weeks, I'll quit. So basically double my clientele and I got 12 and uh, I realized at that point, two things that one, uh, this is what I got to do. I'm quitting PT school to do this full time. And number two, I should have prayed for more clients. Mm. So that's how I this uh, full time. Cool. Wow. So, so in that whole mix that you were just kind of getting into, man, I can imagine trying to train people in the morning before PT school and after PT school that our PT school was insane. It was eight to five, you're in school and then before and after you're studying. So I don't know how you did it. Um, but in that mix, when you first started, uh, when you got into your space and got into still strength where it is now and you started training people and getting into it, you found a, a certain type of person who you were kind of going for. And um, I think it's fascinating. You and I, we've talked about this a little bit before. And um, I want to talk a little bit about some of the conversations we have, but kind of tell us a little bit about the, the certain person that you go for and why you go for that person and why you think that you really, like you really got this honed in to help this person. Yeah. So we, you know, at first when I started training, I was like, dude, I'll just, I'm like begging people like, dude, I'll, you know, I'll train you for super cheap. I'll train you for free. I just want to get experience. But as time went on, um, I started to realize like I'm getting a lot of like everyday people, which is, I would say pretty typical for most trainers. But I, for one, I loved it. I talk with a lot of trainers and they want to work with athletes, which I think is, I mean, I understand the excitement, you know, mm -hmm. working with somebody, you know, already fit and you're going to make them super fit. It's like, man, that, that is super exciting. They're fun to work with. Their work ethic is unbelievable, but I'm over here working like with uh, everyday people. And I realized like, I love this. And even though I'm a gym owner, like I, you know, as the more responsibility I take on, I got married, have kids, I'm a business owner. Sure, I'm a gym owner, but I'm a business owner. I'm like, dude, I'm just an everyday person. And I'm, I'm this is, these are my people. And, uh, and so I started to really cater things towards that. You know, I'd spent a lot of time studying under or reading, you know, powerlifters, bodybuilders, um, you know, nutrition coaches. And, and what I realized was like, when you apply those principles to everyday people, like the results are excellent and it's a heck of a lot better than what they're doing currently. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, man, I mean, I just, I, I have an opportunity to, to work with everyday men and women. So my mission is I want to help everyday men and women change their body health and lifestyle without spending all their time in the gym. Mm, I like that. I love that. That's, and, and we talked about it a little bit 
um, about we were. You remember we were we were lifting that day. I, every now and then I'll I'll go to still and we'll lift some weights. And um, we were there, and um, you were talking about how I, I I said I think the phrase that I said was if you have a body then you're an athlete. And um, you were basically like, man, I see what you're talking about, but if you don't identify as an athlete, then you're not going to take that message, and you're not going to want to come do. You're not want to. You're not going to want to start to change your life. You're going to want to start to to step into what we, me and Ellie, consider the first stage of health health care, and that's fitness. You're not going to want to start that journey because you don't think I'm not an athlete. So why would I go to a place where athletes go? And that was a fact. When you told me that, I was like, that's really to, to the way you have to reach people is kind of have to meet them where they're at. And that's really yeah, it was really interesting that you brought that up. Yeah, I I, mean, I think that a lot of people. I think that a lot of people in the fitness industry are athletes or were athletes. And I mean, there's a lot of really good things to be said about being an athlete. Like even yeah. the way that, like, I get it. Like I get it. Like you, you do what you got to do to win. You train hard to work at And I love it. But I was thinking about it today too. Cause I know that was one of the questions. <laughs> now one, quite frankly, like I think it's kind of demeaning to call even my, look, even myself, I think it's even demeaning to call myself, um, even someone who's been lifting for you know a little over a decade now, like I think it's demeaning to athletes to call me an athlete because it's just like we're not the same. No. Like, <laughs> and like our level of dedication is not the same. What we're pursuing is not the same. And and here's the deal, I do think like you got a lot of gyms, and I think it's pretty common, especially in the CrossFit community, to call people athletes. And I think that what I've realized is that I don't really think gyms are really in competition with each other. I think the competition is the couch and busy schedules. I think that's really what it comes down to mm-hmm. um, because, you know, exercise, nutrition, it's a high effort uh, process over a long period of time that does create great results, but it takes a long time. So uh, our competition is not with each other. And I think, you know, gyms that cater to, you know, they, they use athletes in their marketing. It's a, it works. It's great. And I think some people are really drawn to that, but I would argue that, the majority, I think, the majority of the population, particularly the majority of the population who can afford training services, which are typically not people in their 20s, um, though there is some of that for sure. I mean, it's typically 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, like in the people that really need it, man, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, like the majority, I would say, would not consider themselves athletes. And even, even myself, I'm 27, but I was thinking about it on the way home today. And I was like, you know, like, again, I totally get, I totally get the appeal of the athlete thing, but I'm like, I have bigger drawing factors. Like I'm, I'm a husband. I'm uh, I'm a father. I'm a business owner. And it's like, I want to be strong and healthy and fit so I can like do a good job there. And like mm-hmm. that, that has a much bigger appeal to me. And I think it probably, you know, to someone, a 55 year old woman who's 50 pounds overweight and who's never worked out a day in her life and never played sports being able to pick up her grandkids is way more exciting than to be called an athlete. Yeah. yeah. And that's just the population that I've found. I don't think it's a bad thing, but yeah, I love what you said about the fact that the competition is, is the couch and stuff like that, because I've just, the more I've worked with people with nutrition, I've noticed like the distractions we have now with fitness and nutrition in our world where um, there's so much artificial or, or like processed foods and so much stuff that's just not natural and you know we have netflix where we can lay on the couch all day um it's just so hard now to be a healthy person without implementing systems 
and yeah. like you know before cars people walked everywhere before processed food people just ate whole foods it wasn't hard you just did what you had and now it's just it's so cool that you say the competition is the couch and the competition is even the grocery store at this point if you just walk through the normal middle aisles and so helping people yeah. wade through that is such a cool I love that that's the population you hit at because mm -hmm. that's true. I mean, that's what we're, we're fighting <laughs> right now is all the distractions. A hundred percent. Like, and we just, we overconsume in all areas, not just, and we overconsume junk, like junk information. Yeah. yeah. Big thing as well. And I think it's all related. Yeah. yeah. Man, I totally agree with that. I love, I want to pick your brain a little bit about first off. So where you're at and kind of how the fitness area you see and i think it's one of the areas i mean reaching everyday people is what we're trying to do that is how this whole healthcare thing is going to change that really is and, and i'll say it again we we believe our whole mindset is fitness needs to be the base floor of healthcare, and it's not viewed that way our our big thing is people's first steps in the healthcare doesn't need to be in a doctor's office it needs to be in a gym a fitness facility something uh, working out at home just something to where you're in entering into the, the realm of strength conditioning fitness because that's what's going to keep you healthy so on that type of note um where where do you think the fitness indu industry is with that right now as it relates to and you went through one one year pt school and on first year pt school you're really kind of figuring out this whole healthcare thing in the first place so you have a little bit of that inside job inside view so where do you think fitness is in the realm of all that right now oh and are you specifically just to clarify you're asking just like where does or where should so I'm at, you can answer both of those where is fitness right now as it relates to healthcare and where do you where would you like to see it be I think and it's hard to say because you know I honestly would say I was more aware of what was actually going on in the fitness industry prior to quitting uh, PT school to run my gym full-time because mm -hmm. really I, I switched my obsession from training. I was like, all right, I know enough how to get a, you know, a 50-year-old woman a lot healthier and more fit than she is now. So like, I need to figure out how to market and sell this. So I should have <laughs> yeah. focused. To, um, but I would say, I mean, I think that people are more and more seeing fitness as, uh, you know, as a foundation of health and they're seeing it as healthcare. And certainly the people that I'm working with, I mean, they – you know, it's interesting, like my best clients, uh, which is most of them now because the way I've changed my marketing, come in with a health first approach. Like they want to, I mean, heck yeah, like they want to look good. Like we all want to look good. That's why we shower and put on nice clothes and things like that. But, but uh, they're health, they're health focused first. And so I think it's, it's getting better or at least in my bubble. Yeah. yeah. I feel it is. Um, as far as where does it need to be? You know, I think I think that I was thinking about this one too. I think that you know, a lot of healthcare professionals, a lot of doctors, a lot of physical therapists. Um, and so I said this. Look, I said this during physical therapy school. I said the physical therapists that are going to be really good are the ones that understand uh, not just you know how to like not just movement dysfunction. Uh, but also understand how the body functions as a whole and like how to get people strong. And it's the people like you, Sean, I mean, you're incredible, man. Like I heard like just after meeting, I'm like, dude, this is what I would have envisioned a PT should be. And you're way better than I would have <laughs> thought wow. but, uh, but I mean that, I know I really mean that man, because the reality is it's frustrating. Uh, it, all is to say, I think, you know, everybody knows doctors know, physical therapists know, healthcare professionals know, 
that you should be doing some kind of exercise and, you know, eating better, but they don't even know, like they're not getting training on that. You don't learn that in physical therapy school. You don't learn that. You don't learn that anywhere in the medical field. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and quite frankly, I mean, I think that a lot of, I mean, I I don't even think that a lot of trainers, and I think, and I will say this, in the last 10 years, I think it's gotten much, much, much better. I love the direction the fitness industry is going. There are so many great, knowledgeable coaches. Seven years ago, I think it was a disaster. Mm -hmm. Um, There was definitely a lot of good coaches, but I think it was was a hot mess, and I think it's getting better. But uh, I think a lot of people just don't even know uh, where to start. And I'm not saying doctors need to be trainers or nutrition coaches but they at least need to know they need to know enough to recognize who is a good yeah you know where place to send this person because you tell somebody i hear all the time clients come in and like yeah my doctor told me you know 1200 calories a day and and go exercise and it's like yeah right oh sorry i interrupted (laughs) um i will say it it is like i wish doctors like in um, healthcare providers could succinctly like give nutrition or fitness advice. Um, but I've found like, I mean, if you don't delegate, it is hard work to help someone with nutrition and fitness. And it is so much easier in terms of client turnover and getting more people in the door. Just like give them a quick fix, get them out, get the next client, you know? Uh Um, so I don't know if it's just a matter of like improving um, connections with like healthcare providers in terms of like who they can delegate to, and then in stressing the importance of like delegating to a dietitian or a nutritionist, um, just because it, it is so hard. Like it's a full time job helping people mm-hmm. with their nutrition and fitness. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of things that goes into that as far as you know what you're training in school. What is what is uh, an MD? What is different? You know, labels. What do they learn in school? And and a lot of that is not nutrition exercise. It's not the very little. Of this you hear you hit on it and you're told hey this is good but really just how good is it we're not taught the extent of really what nutrition exercise sleep de-stressing mindfulness have like all these things have play a massive role and if and this is why what you're doing is so awesome if we can shift that mindset to have people walk in the door with a health view thinking about their health how can i be healthier you know yeah. maybe you know we all want to be aesthetically pleasing absolutely but how can i be healthier because then once we go to someone, some practitioner, and they tell us some advice that doesn't filter through that healthy lens that we're viewing through, all of a sudden we question it. And that's mm-hmm. what we need to do. We need to question things that don't fall in that, that holistic view. Yeah. So I'm totally with you on, on that. And I want, is that one of the reasons why, is that one of the reasons why you left PT school? Because you kind of felt, saw some of that? Yeah, when I quit, I was running to my passion and I was running to uh, what I saw as better, uh, Upside, though I realize there's upside in, uh, there would have been probably the same and maybe more upside in running, you know, my own physical therapy business. But I was running to my passion, but I was running from a lot of things as well. Mm. Um, I quit. I I think that, um, I think that there, I think that a lot of healthcare is really sick care, and we talk about the importance of preventative, uh medicine and preventative you know just lifestyle measures but like you know we're again in school the, the and there are so many great healthcare providers that know this but they know it because they've got it from other sources and they're living it themselves not because they learned it in school yeah and uh and also man i got problems with insurance dictating your 
I just didn't want to deal. I just didn't want to deal with the insurance monster. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was certain things in the industry, not not the work itself, because I have the utmost respect for physical therapists. Man, you guys are rock stars, especially good ones. But uh, um, yeah. Do you have a question? Yeah, I was just gonna ask, like, how do you um, cultivate a health first mindset in someone who doesn't walk in the door who has that? Um, because it is so hard to delay that gratification in terms of like, okay, great, I'm eating this vegetable or doing this training that's helping me be healthier for way down the road. And like, how do you connect people to way down the road and help them buy into that? Well, I'm very passionate about marketing. Mm -hmm. um, I think I found that the type of client that I bring in uh, and how successful they are both for like how successful they make me as a business owner and how successful they are because those two are going they go hand in hand mm -hmm. um, has a lot to do with what my message is yeah, yeah. and so quite frankly uh, you know I'm very limited in what you know we can run an extremely profitable gym well under a hundred clients and um, I, like that's just a model we have it's very like coaching heavy yeah. Yeah, And so, you know, I'm really, I guess I'm not here to, to change people's minds. I'm here to attract the ones who are already thinking that way, but don't know, like, I think there are a lot of people out there that, that want to change their health, but they don't know where to start. And then mm -hmm. they read my ad or they read my email or my blog and they're like, yes, this is it. Um, yeah. but we'll say this. I took a course one time from this guy and uh, this online course and people were like dude how can you how can you you know be okay ethically with um selling this you know course at several thousand dollars when when 20 percent fail and he said well here's the deal he said you know 20 percent are rock stars and they're gonna win no matter what whether it's this course or somebody else's course they're just like a plus players and they're gonna crush it the bottom 20% they're just going to fail like that's just that doesn't mean that's who they are but that's where they're at right now and there's nothing that anybody could do to help them what you do when you create your product and when you're trying to improve your product is you're trying to help that middle 60% mm -hmm. you know the B and the C players who are, are ready to, to put in the work they need, but they just need the right tools and maybe they need some motivation along the way. So yeah. Um, yeah, I've yeah. gotten better at that and understanding that I'm not the savior and, and I'm I'm not the hero. They're the hero of their own journey and I'm just the guy. Yeah. And I will say, last thing about coaching, a uh, business coach told me this and I love this, that the vast majority of coaching is not teaching, it's reminding. Mm -hmm. And so I do think it's like, you just have the same conversation dozens of times. And mm -hmm. then eventually, maybe on the fifth, maybe on the 75th conversation, it sticks. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that is really good. I mean, yeah. I've heard Precision Nutrition talks about coaches just being tour guides in a city that people have never been to, you know, mm -hmm. and like being like, hey, like avoid this part of downtown. Um, it's kind of sketchy or, you know, go – to this part of town where it's like safe. It's like you're a tour guide showing people, you know, like you said, the right way to do fitness um, where they can get the results they want but not spend forever in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So that's a good I answer. love that. Well, yeah. Nate, man, I, this, this has been awesome, dude. I, I've got some insight into kind of your mindset behind a lot of this stuff, and I, I appreciate that. We do have a few questions that I want to ask you that we ask everybody. So I want to see 
So I know you've already seen the question, but I want to kind of get your input on it. But so question number one, what is something that you are doing right now that is making your life better? Having, having a lot of babies. <laughs> there was no hesitation that there. That is the best answer you could give. <laughs> That's awesome. That. More than three? Y'all have more than three? Oh, my dream, Ellie, is to have a van. And I'm not, we already have a minivan, but I mean a van van. I'm dead, I'm dead serious, too. I'm not playing. A van and fill that up. And maybe, I don't know. We'll just see what happens. I mean, we'll take, look, and if God says no more, then no more. That's okay. But we're taking as many as That's awesome. I love it. Nate's definitely one of the guys that has told me having a baby is the biggest blessing you can have. You told me that. I remember that. I love that. Right from the Bible, man. It's not my words. That's right. I totally agree. I, one of the purposes of marriage, I think so. Um, that's really cool. Y'all need to start having multiples, you know, just like twins and triplets, just really speed up the process. I'm a twin. So. Second, Second question. question. What, what is, is something, something you're not, not doing right now that, that could make your life better? Gosh, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not, man. I'm, I definitely am not sleeping as much as I should. And quite, it's really not because of the baby, man. I just get up, I get up at 4.30 every day. And so I think my body is not, it, I can do it, but my body is not, uh, it's not optimal. So maybe one day I'm going to get some more sleep. That's a good answer. Maybe one day. Well, I mean, well, how how can somebody reach you if they want to contact you? How can they get in touch with you and your gym? Yeah, shoot me a text. Give me a call. 205-705-9591. Uh, they can also go to our website. Just had to make a new one. So steelstrengthbham.com. Cool. We'll put that in the show little notes. show notes so people mm -hmm. can access it. All so, right. cool. Well, Sean speaks so highly of you and – um, from the clients that I've, I've met before through Sean's physical therapy clinic that come from steel, yeah, um, love you. they're they amazing love you. people. They love you and talk mm -hmm. super highly of you. So you're doing great work. Have reason to. <laughs> so we're going to, sorry, go ahead. I said, I appreciate it, man. You're awesome. So we're, we're going to end on one thing. You got to give me uh, one quote to go out on. Lightweight baby, Ronnie <laughs> Coleman. Ronnie <laughs> Coleman. That's awesome. I love it. All right, Nate. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming on.